Does everything have a bright side to it? Of course. It doesn't always outweigh the negatives, but everything has a bright side to it. This makes happiness a choice. And here we say that the discipline of being happy is the ultimate discipline. With that said, welcome to the Ultimate Discipline Podcast, where we meet with people who are practitioners of this exact discipline, and we hear their cool stories of cultivating happiness through challenges in their life. I am your host, Sean Greenspan. Let's get to it. And what's going on, man? How are you? I'm well, my man. Good to get to finally see you again. It's been a been a long couple months. Yeah, man. Th- and thanks for dealing with my uh, lack of ability to understand time zones. I appreciate that. <laughs> we, we got, got there, man. We got there. We we did. We did. So you started the day off with a morning walk, you said? Yeah, yeah. Morning walk. Very chilly morning here in Melbourne, Australia. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really dialing in health at the moment. That's a big area that I'm sort of optimizing right now. So Ideally, getting the ten thousand k steps in, which is uh, which is the goal for for each day now. So, yeah, that's a. I think that's an overlooked goal. Um, I mean, it's obviously it's pretty mainstream, but I think it's an overlooked goal for a lot of people that do like work out pretty heavy. Because I like to look at that goal as ten thousand steps outside of my workouts. You know, it's a it's a mm, general yeah. understanding if you're moving your body, because even if I take a long run in a day, but I spend like if I, you know, you can get that running for an hour a day and, you know, I'm training for my ultra marathon. So I'm running more than an hour a day, but you spend the rest of your day sitting there. Like you can't spend 22 and a half hours sitting, right? you know, like that, that doesn't mean you're healthy just because you took one run. I've been definitely trying to like exercise and get some steps in as mm. well. I don't know. More from like a, I think more from a lifestyle thing than a health aspect. Yeah, so that's a good point that you raised because I'm I'm like doing my usual like 4K runs, but the 10,000 steps is to complement that. So 100%. That's not the only movement, I guess, that I'm trying to prioritize for sure. I think it's definitely a complementary thing. Like, t- yeah, 10K, 10K steps is, isn't it sort of like the baseline you should be aiming for, really? Yeah, you know? right. It's like, it's like, just like, are you alive? <laughs> are you yeah, just, just get a pulse check real quick. But yeah, you you are you training for an ultra right now? Just quickly. Yeah, so so it's funny. Um, for anyone out there listening, like I'm definitely not an ultra runner. At least I don't call myself. I'm a basketball player, man. It's um, but it's in your bio, so you're officially an ultra ultra. Marathon. I'm officially. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's unique, right? And people people like to hear about it a little bit. But um, so yeah, so uh, I've always been super active, right? COVID hit. I was playing basketball seven eight nine times a week every day sometimes twice on the weekends and um COVID hit and basketball got shut down and i had all this energy so i said fuck i'm gonna run so i was just taking jogs running hills whatever and i realized um i needed to sign up for a race and i needed to do that so i can have one action um enhance my awareness and my discipline, right? It's actually not about accomplishing the race. It's about the journey to get there, in my opinion. And having something to sharpen my awareness, like a race, was really interesting. Um, And and it turned out to make me make healthier choices throughout my entire life and understand that like all this is like going something, helps me push through harder workouts. And then something something in me just told me there's something about the longer, like the longer the run, the more time you need to spend training. Now, not necessarily you have to train harder or whatever, but like, you know, I took a seven hour run yesterday. The reason that I bring that up is I do, I, the whole reason I did this is because I love it, right? So like, it's gorgeous out here in Northern Idaho. I got to run for, I had an excuse to tell everyone in my in my world that like, hey, don't talk to me. I'm running for the next seven hours. And I just got to be with my thoughts. So I, I'm now able to spend more time in my life doing something that I like um, and that is optimizing my health. So that's really why I'm starting to chase these longer distances, you know, mm. this 100 miler and, you know, I think a, a bigger one next year. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Okay. So I feel like the more we talk, the more similarities we have, but also how in sync we are because like you're, you're out there about to, about to run your first retreat, which is which is big, big credit to you and congrats on that. Cause I, I recently just got back from, 
um, a retreat um, similar in a similar uh, environment that you're in. And we had to, we went through this exercise where we didn't have any stimulation for 24 hours. And you were talking about you were on that run for seven hours, nothing, no stimulation, nothing but your thoughts and just like that goal to, to run that uh, distance. Yeah. And I, I want to hear about that experience and what sort of came up for you because there was so many like little lessons and realizations during that 24 hours of like no phone, um, no one hitting you up, no notifications. And it just made me realize um, just the, yeah, like you said, it really dolls up the awareness because again, you just, the, the person that we spend the most time with in our entire lives is ourselves. But because we have so many external stimuli with social media, technology and all that, we we rarely have those moments where we're just with ourselves. And yeah, yeah so much came up. I, I would love to hear, hear about that, that seven-hour run because, bro, that's insane, hmm. first of all. Hmm. It's interesting. The best part about it is uh, there's no phone service. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you, you hit on something that this might be the only thing we talk about on the entire well, let's uh, run it. because let's run it because th- this is my most favorite topic. So, um, not to um, not not to have a little flex here, but I'm not going to talk about the seven hour run. I'm going to talk about what I did last week. So, there's Mount Rainier is just outside of Washington. It's a huge mountain with one of the biggest uh, prominence in the country. You could see it from if you're within 200 miles of it, you see it. Um, a very big glacier, like aggressive environment. So climbing, it's pretty difficult, but you can circumnavigate it, do a circle at the highest elevation, and you, you, you can do that in just about 100 miles. It's 98 miles. I went out with my, my brother and my girlfriend, and we did a 98-mile circumnavigation around it. It was 30,000 feet of climb, so it took us eight days. So for eight days, now, we weren't just alone, right? We were with other, I was with them. But no cell phone. I mean, I mean, not one drop of service the entire time. Um, and I like to say, like backpacking, like living in the woods, life is, um, it's simple, but it's not easy, right? It's not easy to climb these mountains all day long and set up your tent and cook in the cold and pump water out of a river. That stuff's not easy. But it's simple living, man. I mean, there's only three things you got to do. You got to like set up tent and get some rest, eat and drink and walk all day. That's it. You know, for eight days, I felt my nervous system like relax to a level I've never felt it. And I've had the chance to go on retreats, had the chance to do these endurance runs and then spend days recouping. I've, I've been very fortunate to be able to go on vacations, um, done a lot of breath work and meditation, you know reading, writing, like all these different things. But there's something about the extended duration of not getting that external stimuli that's, I mean, I, without trying to be cliche, I'd almost say it's what life's about mm-hmm. and that you, you're not experiencing life without going through it because by getting stimuli, you are reacting versus living, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what draws me to the longer runs, man. I mean, mm. I do something weird. So like this, this December 3rd, I'll be running a hundred miles and there's, there's five, four aid stations. So four like checkpoints, um, during that run, I will have no watch on. So I won't know what time it is, my heart, anything like that. And I won't have a cell phone on me. And some people are like, Oh, that's like crazy. How are you going to know your time or distance? That actually detracts from the experience so much. I can't even explain it. I don't want the experience to end, right? I'm not running that race to, to get to the finish line. I'm running the race to enjoy the race. And and that mindset will keep you running forever, you know, and you'll get, and, and ironically, you'll get to the finish line quicker. Mm-hmm. But that that mindset, you're, you're, like you said, like you don't get a lot of that time. Just fucking enjoy it. Don't distract mm-hmm. yourself by like, okay, cool. The next aid station is going to be in 45 minutes. Like you're just like, you're not just like, you know, you're not just like living it, man. So I love that you did that. And I'm super curious to hear um, what that experience was like for you. It sounds like you haven't had a chance to have 24 hours of, uh, you know, just like, you know, free time, let's call it. Um, so yeah. I really want to hear what that what that was like for you, too. Yeah, man, you hit so many like nails there that I can like deeply resonate with. One thing that I will share is. Recently, I ran my first half marathon. So 
Big, big moment for me. Nothing compared Hell to the yeah. distances you're running, but dude, it totally is. Distance, <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't, that, distance isn't the thing. It's just, it's not harder. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah, you know what? I'll take that back. I'm gonna own that. I ran my first half marathon, which was like an epic achievement for me, given that I, I barely trained for it. But the one thing that I'll share, relating back to your point, is that I am a I'm like a Strava whore, man. Like I, I love that app because during lockdown, I also you know, didn't have the gym, didn't have all the weight. So I was like, the only thing I can do now is either walk and run. So that's that's when I essentially started running consistently. Loved it, really got into it. Sounds like you did as well. And then on the day of the half marathon, I rock up, everything prepared, but I forget this one thing. And it's the thing I run with every time I want to run. It's my, it's it's these, it's the, it's my um ear, uh, earphones. And then I'm like, oh shit, like, is this going to throw off my routine? Because, you know, I always have these in. I'm always listening to some form of, um, you know, podcast music. But then I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. This is actually a cool thing I can sort of like surrender to and just like soak in the the atmosphere and the ambience. And I know people's going to be around me. It. Turns out to be the best thing ever because, you know, I'm having these interactions with people in the crowd, runners next to me. Um, I, and because I have one less stimuli which is a huge thing which is like noise i get to soak in everything that's happening around me so it enhances the experience i'm enjoying it a lot more i'm in the mm. moment a lot more everything's dialed in so 100 percent, man like you not running with the watch not knowing your time does it em enhance the experience does it make it enjoyable absolutely because running sort of outcome focused but i it's a it's a contradiction the less you focus on the outcome the more you you know, soak in the experience as a whole. You enjoy the journey. So, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to share that and just like, yeah, add that to, to your point. Um, yeah. But Congrats. yeah. That's, that's awesome that you ran that you ran a half. And I want, uh, for anyone out there, right, like when you do 100, I'm going to spend 10% of the time walking, maybe more. And the other time I'm going to be running slow. So don't think, uh, you know, it's not harder. <laughs> Dude, I've ran, I've ran one mile and, and, been in more pain than I've been in in ultra marathons because I decided to I'm gonna try to run this mile as fast as I can you know um but uh I, I have a question for you when you when you accomplish hard things right it gives you I think one of the reasons we do it is it gives us a self a sense of self-love and self-confidence right you know you can look at yourself and be like damn like 11 miles into that half marathon I mean, I was, I was down and out, right. My legs were damn near broken and, uh, mm. whatever. And then, you know, you persevered through it. Do you feel like a little more confident in yourself now that you've had the chance to go through that? 100%. Yeah. Bear in mind, I hadn't run further than half the distance of a half marathon prior to that. So there's like a, of, of course, going into it, naturally you have this high degree of, of doubt and uncertainty because you haven't done this thing before, but that's like, that's the nature of life. Right. But after getting over that, the hurdles in training and like doing the actual thing. Yeah. Well now, now the capacity, my essential belief and my idea of what I can do and, and what I can achieve and, and do physically is the capacity is absolutely raised by however much, um, and now, and, and and it's funny because I feel like there's some, there's a bit of a, there's a, I feel like it's psychotic in a way that we're constantly trying to like raise a level and push us to, to heights that we've never pushed ourselves before. Because now, obviously, I'm eyeing the next thing, which is the the full marathon or like a, an Ironman or something like that for the next step. And I'm sure you are too, by the sounds of it. Um, but absolutely, I think so. I think the more reference experience you can take from whatever, uh, I guess, mentally, physically, uh, large challenge, the more, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the more, the more you can like do for yourself. It's cause it all comes down to like what you, what you believe that you can, you can achieve. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It does come on. It does all come down to that. And it's funny. I have, um, I have, some thoughts about what you're saying that like you kind of always want like the next thing right mm. and it definitely is a little addicting i'm i'm actually trying to tell myself that i'm doing the least amount of races and competitions 
possible. But knowing that races and competitions and, you know, whether they don't have to be physical, you know, they can be business goals or whatever. But those things sharpen your awareness, you know, and like without a goal, man, you're just you're just, you know, flailing in the wind. Right. And um, so I have an interesting relationship with goals because the other thing is it doesn't matter how I do on December 3rd um, to this date. I've put my best effort forward in training and preparing. And because of that, like, I'm going to continue to do that. And I'm going to be proud of whatever I put out on December 3rd. Um, you know, whatever time I put up distance, all that, um, you, you, you kind of mentioned confidence, uh, or like you, you kind of like wrapped, you know, loop, loop that around. Cause I mentioned the beginning and the retreat that I went on recently is, are you familiar with Wim Hof? Yeah. 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 I, I did a winter expedition, not with Wim Hof, but a guy that went on, went on an expedition with Wim Hof in, in really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where, where'd you where'd you do your winter expedition? I did it in a it's in a place called Harrietsville. So pretty much, yeah, winter. Uh, it was like yeah during just at the end of winter. So we still got some ice and some snow, but it's uh pretty much just like some mountains in Victoria. It's near the snow alpines. So we did the whole mm-hmm. like minimal clothing hiking up the mountain, and it what was, was the guy's ice. name. Uh, his name's Will Frost. So his like Instagram is at get uh, get Frost. Like literally, I'm not even joking. His last name is Frost. Like it, it's just <laughs> he like was the ma- he, he was made for the moment, huh? He was made for it exactly. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. has a whole story on how we came across and how we got into cold exposure and stuff. But yeah, I went on that with him with like 15 other people, and it was a yeah, it was it was insane. It was liberating. And going back to the point of like doing the hard things, raising your your baseline level, like that was another experience. I'm sure you can attest to that. Yeah, yeah. So so that um Man, we've got so ex- many things in common. We've done so many similar things. It's so funny. Especially like you know, you know, growing up across the world, man, like yeah, I mean, dude, even how we met, just bumping into each other at VCon, like. Yeah, I, I I lost my Chipotle virginity with you, so thanks for being there for me. Yeah, for <laughs> that Chipotle was busted too. It was like we went. There yeah, bro. Day. Wait, so half the menu just was like out, like not like yeah. barely any of the ingredients were well, available. And the best part was like I was like, I'll get chicken. Like we don't have chicken. I looked at Matt and I was like, oh man. And I, I was like, I was like, I'll get barbacoa. And I don't know if it was maybe a couple of drinks we had, but that was the best barbacoa I've ever had in my life. Um oh. but dude, so I, I, I'll need to give Chipotle another crack when I'm when I'm there next year. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah. Early next continue year. Continue on. Here. Yeah. Um Yeah, so uh I, I had a chance going to Wim Hof for cheat in the Pyrenees Mountains in Spain um exactly oh, yeah. one month ago. Um, this was really a special retreat. It was uh, a week long and it was with Wim himself. So we no were staying way, in cabin. Bro. Yeah, dude, we were staying in cabins together, working directly under him. And um, there were, of, co- of course, there was others, right? But almost mm. all the work and consultation we got was from Wim for over a week. And I mean, I couldn't say enough about it, but there's, you know, there's like the X factor to a lot of things. So I was just having this conversation. Um, I do these ultra marathons, right? I don't think this is the number one. Like, I'm not like so stupid that it's like, hey, running's healthy for you. So the farther you run, the better it is for you. No, like if I really wanted like the optimal fitness, I could have spent that seven hours yesterday, probably doing like a great zone two cardio workout, gotten like an intense, intense 45 minutes heavy lift you know, high effort, um, probably with like another little like anaerobic push, then like a big cool down, maybe like a big stretch, some yoga, like seven hours is a lot of time. I could have done like recovery, ice bath, sauna, like a lot of stuff. Um, So I don't necessarily think that it's like the best uh, just from a fitness standpoint, but I believe it gives me that X factor. And what that is, is I can just do I my, like it just increases my discipline, my self confidence. It, it's it's a mindful activity, all that to levels that like I just haven't found something that can do it. Um, and that X factor is what I thought, what I learned 
I, I'm sorry. I learned what the X factor with the Wim Hof method was because I've been doing it for a while and I believe the direct and measurable physical benefits from it, right? The breathing puts your body into an alkaline state, decreases inflammation, increases oxidation in the blood. Amazing stuff. The cold, right? The cold uh, stimulates your entire cardiovascular system. Um, it, it does all this, you know, great stuff for inflammation as well. Activates brown fat, which activating brown fat, you know, takes like glucose in your in your body. And it takes a lot of it, um, and it and it pulls that away from things like cancer that feed off of glucose, right? So that's why it's linked to like helping people with cancer and all these amazing diseases. So I I, I love it. And I believe in the physical benefit, but like running, if there was no physical benefit, I'd still do it because it's about mm -hmm. the mental aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And um, what, what I saw from Wim was the breathing is about, for those that don't know, it's about, you know, your intense breathing and then you hold your attention. So after you blow out all the air in your lungs, you hold. And you can hold for, I mean, at this retreat, we were holding for two, three, four, five, five and a half minutes, you know, like, which most people are like, that's impossible, especially after you, you blow out all this air. But really, um, it, I mean, he's proven it a million times with a million people. Like, it's very possible. You just need to tap into your bodies, like into your true confidence and into your body's like natural ability to, you know, survive in that. And it's similar to the cold exposure. Like, you know, we went into icy water for 15 plus minutes. We mm -hmm. did 15 minutes. We got out and it was windy and cold. We're like shivering. And then he had us go back in. Like, you think you can get hypothermia? Oh. You're fine. You're fine if you just let yourself be fine. And that's what I realized was this inner confidence that I left with, but really that I saw Wim have that makes him magical, right? It's like yeah. he's doing these physical things to build confidence in himself. He already has the ability to do them, but now he knows he has the ability to do them and he's just unstoppable, right? Um, unstoppable to feeling uh, unhappy or not that feeling unhappy is bad, but to have a, a you know, like a improper chemical imbalance, like feeling depressed, right? Like anxious, getting sick. He's just unstoppable from any of that. And it's that, like, we have that power, but he now knows we have that. He, he has that power. And he's proven to himself with going in the icy water, holding his breath, you know, and doing these other physical challenges that he's done. And, you know, um, that... I can't stop thinking about the confidence that he has. Like I, you just, you feel the fucking energy too. Like I, I can, like I'm trying to articulate it and it just yeah. can't. Um, and to me, like that's what is just drawing me more and more to like, that's what I when I'm making decisions on like activities, you know what I'm saying? And like how I'm going to spend my time, like what's going to help boost that confidence. Hmm. Can I, can I ask you a, a question with that? What was, was there something that you going into that experience yeah. and having all the information about whim from like media and, and, and social media and all of that, was there something that surprised you? Something that you observed just being in that environment with him that you sort of was like, Oh, that's something I didn't know or something that struck you profoundly that you didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, one of them is the level of confidence and, and energy that he had. I mean, he is, he's a healer, right? And I don't mean that in some like guru way. I mean, it's, you know, like he, that's like, he gives energy to people and heals them, man. And consistently the amount of energy that he was able to deliver, he is a living proof of what, you know, he preaches. Like, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that would be one thing, like that level of confidence and energy. Um, I would say the other thing is how far we can push it and how really his method's not really strict. So if a lot of people are just getting into it, they might read like you do three rounds for 30 breaths. You hold for one minute and not one minute and a half. And that's not it at all. It's actually just whatever you feel. Um, mm. There were sometimes like we were doing like our like 
breathing. We were doing like 30, 40, 50, 100 breaths, 200 breaths. There were some rounds. And if you're familiar with the method, you know, we were doing 350, 400 breaths for 20 straight minutes of and then holding. And it wasn't like he didn't even have a timer. I don't know how long we were holding it, but some like one of the instructors, they were timing it after and told us that we were holding for like four or five minutes and they were kind of giving him signals like, you know, stop or whatever. <laughs> um, same thing with the ice bath. And it's, and it's not about how long you do it because one of the big things is no, no ego, we go, he says. And, you know, it's not about like, oh, can I do it longer? Um, but you can do it as long as you need to. Um, and I guess just like really, really just like seeing how loose and like his methods actually just about feeling and it's, it's very, very loose and, um, you need to be confident. If you can keep breathing, man, push it. But if you can't, don't, cause there's no ego in it. Right. Mm. And, and it's all good. Right. All, it's all well, both, both ways. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was cool. I will say also the community. I mean, just like everyone. Yeah, it's always everyone that, man. It always goes back to that. I always hear it here. Yeah. And I've, I've experienced the, the power of the community myself with those type of experiences. But yeah, you, I like same with, same with the marathon runs, you're feeding off everyone's energy, but also you're, you're giving out equally to, to the people around you. Everyone's getting mm. some form of purpose or, or meaning from everyone that's, on in the race or in the icy waters for sure it's powerful yeah. man hey it's powerful yeah i got a guy alex he was my instructor there and he built out a retreat center in byron bay um and uh he's looking for people that are look want to come up do a little physical labor and help them like build the shop but also as a way to like meet him and again build community and you can stay there with him while you're working um it's like, it's funny. It's like totally not like a work for stay thing. It's like a come chill. And if you're going to chill here, help me out. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but he's putting on retreats um, and he has a space for retreats. So I'll connect you guys. You guys will love each yeah. other. He was, he was at that event with you. He was one of the Wim Hof instructors and he actually has become good friends with Wim. Um, and uh, Wim comes and stays at his house quite a bit. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tee it up. I'll um I'll reach out to him for sure. I was I was tee not I was literally thirty minutes from Byron Bay last week, and I was like, damn, oh. if if I had one more day, I would have I would have like gone up there and checked it out because it's like a very yeah. spiritual place, but really beautiful coastline. So yeah, I'll, man, I'll make my way up there, dude. I'd be remiss if I didn't get a chance to learn a little bit more about what you're doing right now because you know I thought I had a good understanding, but in our like pre chat. Uh, you learn something new about people all the time. So um, maybe for everyone, you just kind of tee it up from the top, man. Yeah, man. For Well, I'll start from a very, uh, I'll start on the tip of the iceberg. So essentially, um, personal brand and mindset coach. So I'm running a few online programs at the moment, do one-on-one coaching, and then also running my first in-person event uh, in November, December. So essentially, that's going to tie up everything that I've been doing online working one-on-one with people and then delivering it in an in-person, more intimate style uh, environment, which you you just can't beat versus like doing Zoom calls and then having that experience in person. Um, But essentially, I just to to give you a bit more of a background, I was in the creative agency space um, previously, like before 2020 I was running like a social media management agency I was doing real estate videos doing branding for like corporate small small businesses so I did mm. the did the more like commercial corporate sort of thing um, but what I realized man was that I was consulting and like advising people on how to like rebrand and like get dial in their core values inspiring vision mission and all that stuff that all successful organizations and individuals have but what I realized after speaking to all these like business owners is that at the core of who they are as a person, as an individual, they didn't, they didn't have all those boxes ticked. They didn't know like what they valued. They didn't know like what legacy or what vision they wanted to have um, as a person. So how, how, how could I expect them to translate that 
for their brand and for their business. And then also to, to share that with their, with their team and their employees and try, you know, inspire them as the leader of, of their organization. So the point I, the point of that is I also realized that that was a problem that I was going through as well during that time. I was trying to run this like glamorous business, trying to build this pretty skyscraper, but I also at the core didn't know who I was as, as an individual, what I was, what I valued at that time. So then I sort of had that moment where I was like, what the, what the fuck am I actually doing here? Like, if I don't know where I see myself in five, 10 years time, which can be absolutely overwhelming. But if I hadn't even thought about that prior to, to this moment, why, why am I even doing this? Why am I choosing to continue doing this for, for other people? So I, um, I actually left that that business, which I co-founded with a mate of mine, and he's still running it. But um, essentially, I took like three to six months to myself. Went back home, picked up like small sales jobs just to just to get by, and then I realized um, what I wanted to do, and it went back to to the essence of who I was. I, I definitely wanted to do something that was in tune with my creativity, also something that I just naturally am really good at, which is just like creating the space to, to hear people out, to just like listen, but also to guide them. Um, and then also, uh, incorporating all the marketing and branding and the business uh, experience from, from those years, I was like, you know what, I'm actually going to just start like having calls with people and just like listening to what problems they have and then, and then developing some form of offering from there. And then once I just like, just like made that that switch internally like i started having more conversations with people just started to hearing what problems they were going through and then yeah created an offering around helping them solve that so if i was to simplify simplify it i just help people um get really clear on their their internal value so they know exactly what external value they can provide in their business brand or or yeah or their content and what they're doing so mainly mm working with with like unfulfilled freelancers solopreneurs um con uh, creators essentially who i was at that time three years ago so dude that's that's like just outstanding um i mean first of all congrats on taking control of your life <laughs> instead of just like falling into some shit and doing it um we might we might need to continue this discussion because I feel like I'm going through similar things and I could probably learn from you. Um, mm. I know I can learn from you. Uh, also, congrats on taking three to six months. It's like it's a big um, test of your ego and like you know how you can set that aside because most people are probably like I need to make the most amount of dollars possible to be happy and you're like Nah, man. Like mm. I got to you know like set things up so I really am happy. Um, I would like to hear about that experience. What went into that? And you don't need to share details, but were you like, I'm interested like on all things, like, were you really financially secure? And that was an easy thing to make. Were you not financially secure? And it was actually pretty risky, but you just had to fucking do it. Um, mm. did you set like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. I yeah. think a lot of people, cause I would say from there, you haven't looked back. You, you took, like we were talking about in the beginning, it's like you took a three to six month run, you know, with no cell phone. You just, you just figured it out. And then now you're, <laughs> you know, now you're clear, but most people are scared to take the run. Right. Um, mm. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'd like to hear more about that. Yeah. hundred percent. Was it scary and risky? Absolutely. Was it, was that a big reason on why I knew deep down I had to do it? Absolutely. And I think, I guess a, a piece of advice that I would share, like while we're while we're broadcasting, is this: the the amount of tough conversations you can have with yourself, but also others, will directly play a part in the quality of life that you'll live. And there was a huge conversation that I had to have that was extremely tough to even think about at the time, which was having that conversation with my you know, then business partner to be like, hey, I'm actually feeling really shit. And and I know deep down, you know that I've been feeling this way for, for the last three, six months. And I actually want to leave this business. 
which also means we have to go through the logistical nightmare of like doing payouts and having to, you know, change like bank accounts. And, and then we have to like communicate that with our current clientele. So all of that came to mind and all of these things that I was like processing and telling, being like, oh, fuck, if I, well, if I have this conversation, then I have to have all these other conversations. And then I was like, you know, creating this nightmare scenario in my head. But thankfully at the time I, you know, I had a few people reach out to me for support and they were just there for me to, to just hold space and just listen to how I was feeling. And that played such a huge part in me actually taking the leap and having those tough conversations at the time, which then, like you said, I haven't looked back. And at the time, all I could look or see was having those tough conversations and moving through that scenario. But yeah, to, to answer that question, yeah, it was extremely tough, man. Everything, you could feel it. Your nervous system is just going berserk, but everything deep within my like body and soul was just like, this is something you know you need to do. Like what else mm -hmm. is, it, is there to do? Like it's, it's time to just like do it, just like take that leap. Um, so so tell, yeah. tell me about that. So everything in your, like, it was a gut decision, right? Mm. Um, well, man, first I, I'd like to say that I don't think people understand what you just said and the importance of it, um, mm. how important tough decisions are and tough conversations, sorry. Mm. Um, mm. Did you get that from Tim Ferriss's book by any chance? No, I actually got it from a podcast I was listening to on my walk. But I'm sure Tim Ferriss would have echoed it. Uh, Diary oh, of a yeah. CEO with Stephen Bartlett. Isn't it's, it crazy how things that change your life? You like, where did you take that walk? I know this was years ago, but um, wait, which walk are you talking about specifically? You you, you said something. Uh, you said that uh, you have to have a lot of you know tough discussions internally and whatever. Yeah. Whenever you heard that podcast, whether it was today or years ago, where were you when yeah. you took that walk? Oh, I was outside. Do you, know, do you remember exactly where it was when you heard that? Because I feel like when I'm listening to a podcast, if like a line sticks with me, it's like. Oh, it's like visceral. Like, it's like a screenshot yeah. of like where you are in that moment. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's why like I can, it's like front of mind right now. I can recall it. It was because. Oh, yeah. There was some, some emotional reaction or response within my body that was just like, okay, this is obviously of high importance. Let's, let's take yeah. a screenshot here. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. So, um, so I just, I love that comment. I, and that's something that I'm trying to learn from too. Um, so you had this gut feeling. What mm. does that actually look like in real life? Is it, did you have, like, was it a thought that you just had over and over and over? Um, you know, like, like what's a gut feeling to you? Cause I'm trying to make this really useful for yeah. people listening. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I've got a, I've got, I've got a really, uh, Practical but simplified answer for this. And I've read this in Simon Sinek's Start With Why book. And he says the the origins of this whole concept of gut feeling doesn't actually occur in the gut. It's actually obviously um, in the emotional part of our brain. But the reason why we we sort of just, we label it as a, as a gut feeling is because we can't comprehend or we can't, <laughs> what, what is that? I'm cranking up a uh, umbrella, man. I am just getting uh, by the sun. <laughs> all good, all good, bro. Um, I, uh, hey, man. I was. I, it's funny. I'll take a quick sec. I was thinking about it for a second. I'm getting cooked by the sun, and I was like, I was like, oh, I don't want to like get up in front of the camera. Then I'm like, dude, if anyone listening, like, dude, I don't have sunscreen on. I don't want to <laughs> get too much sun. And I was like, if anyone listening can't appreciate that, get them off. The, get them off. <laughs> Health is wealth, baby. Health is number one. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Uh, all right. So Simon Sinek, I love him, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, sh I'm sure you're, you're familiar with his, his work, but essentially he says that the, the term gut feeling obviously doesn't occur in our gut, but the, what, the reason why we, we label that and associate it with, with the gut feeling is because we can't actually verbalize where certain emotions come from. Like our brain doesn't have the capacity to uh, link language with certain certain feelings so we sort of pigeonhole hole it in in you know words like love and oh, i feel fearful or these things like one word to describe this visceral feeling that is that is happening within your body it's 
it's uh, it's practical and it's efficient. It's it's a good way to sort of communicate yeah. with others. It's also why people struggle to explain and describe such a profound experience, like doing the Wim Hof expedition that you did, or doing like an ultra ultra marathon run. But um, yeah, the gut feeling that I had in that moment when I had to have, have that tough conversation, it's um, well, it's it's exactly that. It's just the, this feeling, this innate feeling that you have so deep within your body that you you could do whatever you can you could try to distract yourself as many times as you can go out with mates watch a movie listen to all the music and all that stuff but it will always sort of linger until it till it starts eating away at you and it did for me for for like i said six months and i I could relate it to a scenario where you know people go through breakups and before they actually have that conversation internally they've already made the decision three, six months, even like 12 months beforehand, but it takes them all, all that time to finally just be like, okay, you know what? This is enough. I'm breaking up it's with scary. you. All. I have Dude. to do this. Not maybe it's not. Scary. not. It goes, it's scary. Yeah. And it goes against everything that we need as humans, which is just acceptance, love, all of that. So of course we're going to yeah. have that feeling of, of fear. Dude, I, um, it's going to be a follow-up conversation where we dive into what you do more because um, we're, we're, you know, not in that chunk yet. And like, if you think about it, you're helping people grow what makes them money, right? Their, their business and like gain clarity that in a way that's aligning with their life. And I Mm. think that is, that is like, I can't even think of a better word than like next level. Like I don't even think that was something that people focused on 50, a hundred years ago. Right. Like that's like a new to world problem, which I'm so fortunate that we live in a generation where that's a problem. Um, and we, we just lived in this information age of abundance and, uh, there's just so much opportunity. So it's just, it's cool that you're doing that. And I really want to learn about that. But, um, I wanted to, I, I just like, I don't know. I like hearing about the way that you're like making these decisions and, mm. and like choosing to live so intentionally. Uh, it's really, I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. Um, I, I wanted to ask about, I wanted to ask about that, uh, that, that comment you just made, my, my thoughts escaping me. It's coming to you. That's what, what happens when you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> but, one, uh, one thing, one little hack that I learned from a communication coach of mine, if, if you feel like you're f- forgetting something or something's on the tip of your tongue, you sort of just want to like be like, oh, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Oh, it's right there. It's right there. And sort of just like, you know, words, words obviously hold a lot of, lot of weight but people could be like oh i can't remember it oh i'm forgetting i'm forgetting but really you want to go the the opposite and be like oh it's coming to me and it yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. Increase the probability you Dude, know were, were you sitting were you sitting um with me at vcon when jesse etzler spoke oh bro okay so my only regret of vcon is not seeing the jess jesse etzler talk because matt was raving about it i wish you know, i was there, a, man. have did you see the video I saw the video, but the energy in the room, I got a glimpse of that watching the video, but I was just thinking in my head, man, it would have been insane just to be there. Oh, I think, yeah. I think I might have sent you the link. Yeah, Um, yeah. Because I was, I think I was the only person that like recorded the whole thing. Um, Did you upload it anywhere? Yeah, YouTube. Just type in like Jesse Etzler Vcon. Um, Okay, sweet. It's it's funny. I like made a YouTube channel just to toss that up. I tossed it up and in like oh. eight hours, it got like a thousand. So it got like a thousand views. I'm sorry. In like eight minutes, like literally the second I put it up, I started getting ding, ding, ding. Like, do you have more? Like whatever. It, it was, um, it was fun. But, um, dude, he, so he, so he talks about that and, um, he talks about the words that you speak matter. Right. And it's something that, I think carries more weight than we think, um, right? Like, so he talks about it in related to ultra running, which might be why it sticks with me so much. But just imagine 
you're asking yourself or someone asks you how you're feeling, right? And you just, yeah, I know you remember this. And you just, I mean, with all your art, you say, you know, if you're like, Sean, how you feeling? And I feel outstanding, man. Like, you don't hold back. Like, you can't tell me that's going to make you feel worse. I don't mean like saying like, oh, I feel outstanding. I mean, say it and like feel it a little bit just Mm -hmm. for a second. Dude, it, it sounds corny, but I've used it like, when I, I'm talking when I'm down and out, I'm talking like when like yesterday I had an 8,000 foot mountain to climb and I was 28 miles in and I, and my fucking water thing broke. So I had no water and like, like I need to dig, dig to the bottom of the well, you know? And I just kept telling myself like, I feel outstanding. I feel outstanding. And I was just like, do that. I don't know. My legs wouldn't stop going. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, man. I I I can hundred percent attest to that, man. Uh, there's a there's another guy like an Australian uh, online entrepreneur who like preaches this. He 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 named his podcast after this. It's called Unstoppable because the reason he named it is that whenever someone asks him, "Oh, like how are you doing?" He's like, "I'm unstoppable, man." Like, and he and he'll make that a non-negotiable for himself because again, it like can change your state within an instant. So yeah, there's so much weight to that, man. So much weight. I love that. it, dude. Um, I uh, I know we're coming up on time, and we both got a bounce here. But uh, I I don't know. I le- I learned I learned a lot this discussion. Um, and I really want to say one of the biggest things I learned is um, how how important it is to take that moment and reflect. I got what I was going to say before. There it is. There it is. <laughs> um, there we go. Well, um, well. You were talking. Um, you were talking about how like we can distract ourselves, right? When mm. you have that gut emotion, you can distract yourself. Um, it's very difficult to self-diagnose a distraction because mm. if you go watch, you know, a ball game with your mates, is that a distraction or are you just having fun? There's nothing wrong with watch, you know, doing that. Um, is it maybe serving your highest purpose on this planet? Probably not, but is it bad? Do we need that time? Of course. So like, it's very hard to self-diagnose yourself. And I don't even think it's worthwhile. Um, what I do think is if you regularly engage in mindful activities, which is a combination of mindfulness with creative outlets, writing, um, just mindful activities, running, walking in the park, whatever, just sit outside. I mean, like, you know, I could just sit outside and just like look around. Um, I think you're naturally going to get in tune with that gut feeling and that voice of what you should do is going to be louder and mm-hmm. that and your action on that is going to be quicker. And now all you're going to do is live life faster, not, not mm-hmm. faster, but like you're going to accomplish more. Um, and that's kind of like bringing what we've just been talking about full circle, right. Of yeah. the way to like bring that voice up. So, um, that's why, that's why I felt important to, uh, to kind of share it and maybe end on that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, and bro, and to tie a nice, pretty bow on the conversation, hundred percent. And you were going back to, you know, you're talking about confidence and how do we like build intuition and be more in tune and how do we get more connected to that gut feeling? Well, it's, it's doing those experiences and, and, leaning into those those uncomfortable things that by the sounds of it has been the theme of both of our our years which is like doing doing those like runs doing the Wim Hof stuff cold exposure like for me like stand-up comedy going on like a wild deer hunt like all those experiences but on the essence it's allowing you to confide more in yourself because you're again being a lot more in tune with with those feelings of fear those those feelings of yeah, doubt but then coming on the other side, it's like, wait, I'm actually alive. Like I'm good. And you're sort of just Dude, raising the baseline. I got to hear about the stand-up comedy. <laughs> I, well, I, I will. I love how you it. leaned in. You're like, okay, bro, I got to hear about the stand-up comedy. Don't tell you. Dude, give me a call this week, this weekend, um, whenever. We, you know, I get- we need to, we need to have a, pr- like, this feels like a proper call, but bro, 50 minutes does not give like this, where this conversation could go justice. No, man. Like, there's so Put your much headphones in. We're, 
we'll take a four hour run and we'll chat the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nice. I know, yeah. man. I, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, next, next one's going to have to be nice, nice and lengthy, but, yeah. um, I, I really appreciate you sharing your learnings. Cause I, I, I feel like this call was a gift to me. Um, seriously, wow. like, I feel like I learned a lot, dude. Like even just like you talking about that decision you make, like, I don't know if it hit with me cause maybe, Hey, I need to take that three to six months and, and figure stuff out. Um, you know, mm. there's that back and forth. Like, I feel like I got things figured out, but there's, there's more and more and more. And, um, mm. yeah, I just want to thank you for that, dude. Fuck. You're welcome, man. Um, I've done a lot of work with like receiving, you know, feedback, like positive feedback, especially in like praise like that. So like I'm sitting here and I'm like receiving those words, man, real deeply receiving those and you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Wow. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. I, I, I've, I've heard someone talk about that too. And it's interesting. Like when someone gives you a compliment, everyone feels like the need to like give a compliment back. I think the best thing yeah. you can do is just say, say thank you. Like, like, dude, I'm like, yeah. like the fact that you said that, I'm like, damn, like he actually was listening to me versus if you're yeah. like, oh, you too, bro. You too. It's like, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be you too. It doesn't have yeah. to be you too. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the, the greatest form of giving is receive like if someone gives you a compliment the best thing you do is actually consciously presently receive it and to them you're giving you know you're giving something back to them it's that that two-way exchange so yes sir. yeah absolutely yeah yes sir bro be good man be good i can't wait yeah, till yeah. the next time we chat yes 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 yes. it'll have to be before your your, your big marathon run but yeah this yes. weekend um if if we're both around, let's let's tee it up. I'd love to love to deep dive with you, man. Uh, a thousand it's been percent. It's been fun. Yeah. Thousand Much love, my bro. I'll Keep see you, man. Keep it 100. All right. Hey, thank you for watching today's episode. If you got something out of this, it would mean so much if you could just take a second and give us a rating on whatever platform you're watching it on. And it would mean so much to the world if you could just find one person that you think this message resonates with and you could share that with them. Thank you so much for your support. Looking forward to share the next episode with you.